You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. At 12.06 on this President's Day, folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. I want to welcome everybody tuning in. We're uh, just getting on the air for our noon report. Noon report, please share that you are watching everybody on uh, Facebook. And there's a lot of news uh, that is happening right now. I want to get up to speed on everything. As you know, earlier there was a there was a bad accident, very bad accident. It's right there on the Facebook page. On the scene live stream was right there. But what's this other news that I want to, um, let's see. <clears throat> Something in, let me uh, check this out. I think we have some developing news right now. Um let me see what we have. Uh, I don't see it there. Bear with me, folks. I am hearing that there's some possible breaking news going on right now. Let me see this. Um, let's see. It'd be worth it. Let me see what we can find out if we have... Uh, Hmm. Oh, okay. I see. All right. This is what we're talking about. A police officer has been flown to an area hospital after a crash in Stonington, Connecticut. That's what it is. Uh, Not far over the Rhode Island into the Connecticut line. So that's what the the news is. Let me see if there's any more details other than that. But someone sent me police officer flown. A police officer has been flown to an area hospital crash in Stonington this morning. Police cruise another vehicle, crash 184. Police say a vehicle hit a park cruise. A lifestyle took the officer to an area hospital. All right, so that is developing. And then we have, <clears throat> obviously, there was a very bad accident on Post Road right there at the, um, in East Greenwich. East Greenwich, it, someone was asking me, well, is that technically Warwick? No, ac- actually, it's technically East Greenwich. But it was... Um, very, very uh, bad accident where they need the jaws of life. Again, we'll, we'll have the video up later on the website, on, on YouTube, and so forth. But we did do Facebook Live very briefly. Folks, all part, as I've told you, and thank you to David and Team Juan um, on the stream, live stream. Now, last night, it's interesting. I was hearing. I, we couldn't, <clears throat> I couldn't find exactly where it was. I knew there was a shooting. No one has it. I don't think anyone has it yet. I'll have to. We'll definitely post something later, but there was a shooting last night. Let me just double check if anyone else has this yet. Um, possibly not. That there was a shooting. Okay, now I just saw the man shot on Federal Hill in Providence last night. What to, I'm going to say it was right around 930. Man shot Sunday night right off Apples Avenue on Sutton Street. Oh, all right. It was earlier than that. Eight o'clock. Shots fired on Sutton Street. Multiple shell casings were found. Shooting victim at Rhode Island Hospital. Oh, I see. Police met with the victim. Sustained a gunshot to his leg. Victim told police when sitting in a friend's vehicle at Sutton Street. Man in a hooded sweatshirt approach. I heard was asking, hey, do you guys have any weed? No. And then he opened fire. At least that's what he's saying. But I don't believe he called 911. And I, I, somehow he got to the hospital. So that makes sense now for me that we were trying to locate where it was last night. The victim was not on scene. The victim was then rushed to the hospital. All right. Let me uh, bring you up to speed, folks, on the latest. Again, good afternoon. It's it's also kind of it's an odd day. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, but it's it's also it's school vacation week. So a lot of people are off. It's President's Day. So a lot of people are enjoying the day off. We are obviously not. Um, and there's a tremendous amount of news on this on this Monday. So, but again, um, it's February break. <clears throat> so General Assembly is not in session at the State House, which then explains why Governor McKee chose Friday to drop 
<clears throat> yet another sleazy deal. Now, I'm also going to be talking about the situation in Portsmouth. In fact, I'm going to start off with that. But, folks, I want to remind you right now, on this President's Day, it is Monday, February 20th. And this portion of our program is brought by Propane Plus, heating and cooling. Do you use propane? You do? Call Propane Plus today, 401 401- 885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus, heating and cooling. If you use propane, I implore you, I encourage you, I'm asking you, call our friends at Propane Plus. They also have a very user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com. Uh, you just type in residential, commercial, then type in your zip code. They're a pleasure to deal with. You're going to like the professionals <clears throat> at Propane Plus. Again, in Rhode Island, call them today, 401-885-4209. And in Massachusetts, it's 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Now, this is the noon report. We are obviously live. It's 12 minutes uh, past 12 right now. On this Monday, President's Day, I want to use this to kind of, you know, people use this as a chance to kind of bring themselves up to speed. Between now and two o'clock, I will touch on the station nightclub fire. It is the 20th anniversary. Those of you that have listened to me for followed me for quite some time know that that was obviously a, a major story that we covered in Rhode Island when it happened. I will touch on that. And then also we'll get into the fact that. President Biden was in Ukraine on the anniversary. There's there's a that that it's very significant for a number of different reasons. And I recognize there are some people that look for any occasion to try I get it. Uh, if China and Russia are aggressive, it's it's Biden's fault. If Russia does something, well then it's Biden's fault. If China does something, well, then it's by I, I, I get the whole thing. I do. However, you know, it just with people that think that way. At, at what point is there ever any accountability on on behalf of the fact that they are, they are not our allies? And you have to look beyond. You have to look beyond this administration, the aggression and the actions of Russia and China. They, this has been going on for quite some time. It's nothing new. I'm not a fan, obviously, of the Biden-Harris team of incompetence between the vice president. He's not up to the job. Vice president, Mayor Pete, the whole thing. No, they're a disaster. But that doesn't mean that I'm suddenly rooting for Russia or China. Just... Some of you get through your thick skulls. They want to take down America. But I'm going to touch on that as the program goes along. But I do want to talk about, and I posted this, and I don't always post, talk about, excuse me, things that I post about on the Facebook page. But this one really seemingly hit a nerve. And it's a local story. It's a local story. And it has to do with the actions of the Portsmouth boys hockey team. They were playing a game against West Warwick. Now, I admit I'm biased because what happened to the Denison family, their son, his good friend, two hockey players who were coming back from watching some hockey and a drunk driver literally like, you know, ran them over, essentially, with his vehicle. And Matthew Dennison lost his life. And it's been a, a very traumatic time. And I've interviewed his parents and I've covered the case. And they are such wonderful people. And it was so senseless that Newport firefighter, and he was very intoxicated. I think he had drugs in his system as well. And that that was... A month after what happened, the year started last year with Olivia Passaretti, high school student from East Greenwich, coming home from her sister's house, New Year's Eve into early New Year's morning, and run off the road by a career criminal bum who shouldn't have been out of jail, shouldn't have been on the road. 
And so that's how the year started. So I admit, I'm biased against that. But this situation in Portsmouth, I, I, and, and for those that, I think it's gotten coverage. I'll give credit to the Providence Journal. I think they kind of broke the story a little bit. Or they certainly have done a lot of reporting on it. There's some reporting on it. But in essence, after the Portsmouth hockey game against West Warwick at their home ice, where they've had tributes and paying tribute to this horrible tragedy of their senior captain, Matt Dennison, and what happened to him and and losing his life as an 18-year-old man. And his, his parents are just such wonderful people. And so the Portsmouth team goes in there. And this, by the way, this was earlier in the month. The story for those that are kind of late to it, and I get that. A lot of people don't read the journal anymore or anything like that. But I, I did post a link to it and posted some things about it and did a video on it. Because I think it's a it's certainly a local story and there's a lot of ramifications. And one of the things that came out of it was <clears throat> after the game of which Portsmouth won six to nothing. Almost on the anniversary of when these two hockey players for West Warwick were hit by a drunk driver. They had no alcohol in this system, really. And he, he brutally wounded or injured, I should say, one of them. And then he, he took the life of 18-year-old Matthew Dennison. And so one of the things that I... Linked was this story, Portsmouth High School boys hockey team forfeiting two games after drinking incident. Additional consequences may happen. Now, let's just look at what happened here. Where it's after the game, the Portsmouth players are from what in, in uniform, in the locker room. And they film themselves doing a shot, taunting the West Warwick team. They do a shot of alcohol. So the, I'll go through the whole list of what's wrong with everything we've just said. And they also make mention, I think, of some girl in the stands. And that has actually kind of been downplayed a little bit. But it was actually a February 3rd win in West Warwick. And they're gonna fa- they had to forfeit two games. And one took a shot of vodka. Another one, Jack Daniels, fire whiskey. Uh, another one does some other kind of liquor. And they posted and blank West Warwick. So <clears throat> there were some people responding saying, hey, come on, kids drink in high school, get over it. You're missing the larger point. Number one, they're in uniform. They're traveling with the team. This isn't in the privacy of their parents' home. This isn't, hey, high school kids drink. They're in the locker room of West Warwick. Now, where I really come down on this coach and I don't know any of the players involved. I've heard from some of the parents, and some of the parents claim this was not the first time it's happened. And Westwork is reeling from the loss of Matthew Dennison to a drunk driver. So what I come down to is, I'm not saying, you know, so so the coach is supposed to control every kid in the team. Again, you're not talking about after the game, and they go out after the game. You're not talking about at somebody's house. I'm not saying the coach has to be in control 24-7, but this didn't happen with fans. And it didn't happen in the parking lot. And it didn't happen at a party. So I I come back to what what did the coaches say of Portsmouth? What did the coaches say about the fact that they were gonna go in and play West Warwick on their home ice almost you know, uh, almost on the anniversary of from one of their players lost his life to a drunk driver. And the hockey coach, Greg Cunningham. Now, again, I don't know him. And then other people saying, hey, he's a retired trooper and he can't watch those kids 24-7. Time out. I'm talking about what was the speech that they're talking. They're giving a speech before the game. They're taking the bus there. What What is talked about? What is the message to the players? Did they say, and let's remember, you can't have drugs, alcohol, or weapons in your hockey bag. Did they say, hey, guys, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to win this game tonight. And I want you to, we're going to play hard. 
and we're going to go all out. However, it shouldn't be lost on anybody what this team, what West Warwick, what they have been through. We're going into their arena. Let's remember that what happened to these individuals is bigger than hockey. Last year, their 18-year-old captain was killed last February. So let's just, did that speech happen? Why are parents saying this wasn't the first time they've done this? And I have now heard from people, oh, you don't get it. You know, this is like a hockey tradition. When you go and you win an away game, the hockey players do a shot in the locker room. Now, I, I was unaware of that. But I, I go down to, I, I, I doubt. So this was the first time they ever decided to do it. The first time that these Portsmouth High School hockey players, the first time they decided in an away game, to do a shot in the locker room, filming themselves, by the way, and saying blank you to the team that they just beat. The first time this happened was in West. I don't believe it. I think this is the first time they got caught. Now, kids are kids. Kids make mistakes. Kids use poor judgment. It's a very delicate time in any young person's life. I get all of that. However... Who's responsible for the players traveling back and forth? The coaches. Where were the captains on the team? Have they lectured, by the way, we're traveling to this away game. There's to be no drugs, alcohol, or weapons brought in your bags. Certainly no drugs or alcohol and or weapons, obviously. But, but that's what I am told. So to forfeit two games, it's wrong. That underage kids are in in uniform. They're representing the school. They're not at their parents' basement. They're not out in the woods. They're not out wherever. They're still basically under the guise of the school, Portsmouth. It's bad enough with the drunk driving. What's really offensive and tone deaf is that these players chose to do this. At the West Warwick rink, where they, the, the wound is still very sensitive, you would think that there would be extra precaution with the coaches. Let's remember, hey, every, everybody see this? Do you know who this is? This is Matt Dennison. Last year, this time, he was the captain of the West Warwick hockey team. He was killed last February. So let's remember that. Let's give it our all. Let's win this game. We're going to play confidently. We're going to play aggressive. We're going to win. But remember, remember this kid, where we're going into, right? Some element of that. Was that speech given? <clears throat> Did the coaches warn? Just so you know, if you travel, if you're caught with drugs or alcohol in your bag, using them, While you are representing this school at an away game or in our locker room, whatever, boom, you're off the team. Did that ever happen? Are there captains on the team? Where were the captains? We're not talking about 50 players. We're not talking about, oh, so they got to be responsible for every player at all hours of the day. No, they don't. That's where the parents come in. Where did they get the alcohol? Who gave them the idea? The play, other players must have known. Now, nothing happened until it was posted on Snapchat and then word got around. Did anyone say anything on the bus? What exactly is going on with this Portsmouth team? Is this where the coaches become Sergeant Schultz? Oh, I don't know. I don't want to know anything about it. If you guys are drinking and doing drugs, I don't want to know anything about it as long as we won. What an absolute disgrace. Absolute disgrace. I get young people. Listen, what did they do? Let's break it down to that. Did they take the life of someone? No, they did not. Did they do anything illegal? Ah, the drinking. You're not supposed to do that. 
That's underage drinking. I don't know what the penalty is for that. But how insulting. I look at that as broken. There's a lot of people apologizing. And there's also a number of people because, well, you know, the coach, what is he supposed to do? Go through their bags? Keep in mind, you know, the team's having a good season. Would they be so forgiving? The Portsmouth High School boys hockey team has been enjoying a great season under head coach Greg Cunningham with a 10-0-1 one tie record in Division 2A. Would they be so forgiving if they were 0-10? Well, no, wait a minute. Now, I want to commend the um, Rhode Island Interscholastic League. They've put out a statement, and they're very upset over this light punishment. As a matter of fact, and I don't blame them. The other coaches, the other coaches are saying that's the penalty. That's the penalty that they got, which means no accountability. And I want this letter is written on behalf of the Rhode Island High School Hockey Coaches Association in response to the incident took place now February 4th involving Portsmouth. Where appalled the behavior was displayed in the locker room, posted on social media. Let's do a shot. Blank you, Wes Warwick. That's what we think with your lack, your no drunk driving message. Blank you. We just beat you. You know, what punks? What absolute punks? They point to scholastic athletes, other students should abstain from use of alcohol controlled substances. Refrain from using tobacco and smokeless tobacco. Drinking underage in the locker room. Secondly, the student athletes involved displayed a complete lack of sportsmanship and respected their team, coaches, school, community, family. Again, they violated high standards of courtesy, fair play, sportsmanship must prevail at all regular member competition. All involved must pure victory with honor. And also they were then mentioning, now because of the nature, it's a minor, some girl in the stands. I'm not going to get into what was said, but they talk about a female and they're talking about her in the video. So now these are the coaches. These students are without question guilty all accounts. And their punishment, they had to forfeit two games, not reflective of their actions. We've learned so many deep-rooted issues with the situation, goes into detail, with it takes so much to write a short letter. These boys that were in the video, three of them, should be removed from the team, and the team should go on without them. How does the entire team get punished when it was an isolated few members of the team that were guilty? Anything less then that is not justice for their actions, should not be tolerated. That's what's wrong with the world today. Now, this is the coaches saying this, other coaches, by the way. They think they can do whatever they want and suffer no serious consequences. The sad part here is that's exactly what happened. A two-game suspension. We're asking the Rhode Island, it's a scholastically step in, sanction these boys properly. They've yet to make, how about that, Rhode Island interscholastically, yet to make a public response to the matter that was published for the entire state to see. What a pathetic group of individuals. I am obviously no fans of them in any way. Good for the coaches to step up. So is this a politically connected, is this because the coach is a former blanking trooper? Oh, okay, so you're going to let it go. Because the coach is a former trooper and that the team is 10 and 0. What? Absolutely broken. Now, this is, you know, let's remember. Let's, I understand someone may say, listen, after the naked fat test coach in North Kingstown, coaches don't want to be around any kid that's getting changed. Okay. But let's let's back up for a moment. How much did they enforce the coaches in Portsmouth? How much have they enforced and preached and and consistently told players you are not to bring drugs or alcohol found in your bag 
traveling with the team. If found, boom, you were kicked off the team. The whole team had to forfeit two games. Who are the captains? Who are the seniors on the team? Now, I'm not going to get into some of the specific students. I have the names of the students. But because they're juvenile, because they're minors, one of the parents from Portsmouth that provided it to me um, asked that I not reveal. And, And I'm not going to because that's really not the point of it. But I find it atrocious. So so the coach. okay, I guess I guess that was wrong. Even though it's a long tradition in hockey that you do a shot when you beat their other team on their home ice, I guess we'll forfeit two games, but that's okay. It's a rest, then we'll be ready for the playoffs. Totally wrong. And for all the comments of these people, oh, are they supposed to be searching their bags? If you have to have a coach searching their bags, whatever it takes, but if you have to have that, then I question the system and the players that you have. Are they supposed to be searching their bags? Gee, I don't, I don't know. What, what, what message is being put forward that the kids thought that it was okay to do that? That was not the first time that that was done. I was told that's not the first time they did it. It's the first time they got caught. I was told that they, maybe somebody posted it. And other people have done it. Do you think that that was a secret from the rest of the team on the bus ride home? Do you think the other players in the locker room didn't see what they were doing? Wow. Really, really pathetic. And I don't, and and let me be very clear. I don't know this individual, the coach. And congratulations, he's a former trooper. So does that reflect poorly on the Rhode Island State Police? No, it does not. But it also doesn't give them a blank and free pass. So enough already. Listen, either you, you, you can't be Sergeant Schultz. Okay, oh, I, I didn't know they were doing that. I heard from a good friend, Greg Cunningham is a great coach. Greg Cunningham was a great trooper. I, I don't know if I know him. I don't know if I've ever covered him. I don't know if I've ever met him. I, I, I don't care that he was a, he's a former trooper. I actually think that's irrelevant. What does that have to do with anything? Who was in charge? This And some of the comments, oh, come on, all kids. Really? In the other team's locker room? In, their lo- in the West Warwick locker room? Tone deaf. Broken. Really, really disgraceful. I think so. I think totally, totally disgraceful. And some of the apologists for this. Oh, is he supposed to be going through their bags? Is he supposed to be watching them 24 Well, they do have parents, I believe. So I don't think so. I want to hear how often is it mentioned? How often do they remind the players there's not to be any drugs or alcohol? Now, there's also... He's not the only coach. They have assisting coaches. They have parents that, you know, it's a full operation. You know, but you can see the apologists. I I didn't see anywhere in the article that the coach knew. Well, I didn't see anything that said he didn't know. Two can play that game. But the apologist for this is just pathetic. Some of these individuals, you're saying that high school kids don't drink. I'm saying that they shouldn't be drinking and doing shots in the other team's locker room after they just beat them six to nothing and then posting it, a taunting video on social media. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did he know the players brought alcohol? There's a good question. Isn't that along the lines he should have known? How much are we really asking? We're not asking these coaches to raise them. We're not asking them to watch them 24-7. Is that asking too much? Oh, okay, don't bring drugs or alcohol with you in your hockey bag. Is that too big of an ask? Booze and hockey goes hand in hand. I, I, again, you're not, I remember when, oh, okay, here we go with the old stories. Can't, that's not cancel culture. 
people, cancel culture. He's supposed to search everyone's belongings. That's not cancel culture. That's someone that doesn't even know what cancel culture is. When was the last time you searched your kid's equipment bag or book bag? Is that asking too much? That That's beyond the pale? That's not cancel culture. Anyone that says that, you don't even know what cancel culture is. Cancel culture is there's an allegation of something, and then it's a full-on slot going after the individual, or something is said. These are actions involved. So, the drunk driver that killed, what is this? The drunk driver should be arrested? What is this? Cancel culture? That, that's not cancel culture, you idiot. Cancel culture. People just throw out terms. No, that's not cancel culture. It's, there's, 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 we're still an element of accountability. If someone gets arrested, <laughs> that's not cancel culture. It's accountability. It's people just throw around terms. I don't even know what it means. Oh, here we go with the cancel culture. <laughs> ah, cancel culture is Matt Lauer is cancel culture. It's also that goes into more like the Me Too thing. So there's just different individuals that fall into maybe they said or did something. Not necessarily. This is a matter If you are a parent and you allow drinking at your home, you can be arrested. Social host laws, you can totally be held accountable. You're the coaches with other kids. Is that so Portsmouth? Some people are saying, no, you know, hey, they're allowed. If they win an away game, they're allowed to drink. That is absolutely wrong. Now, I want to be really clear. There's a difference. That has not been proven I haven't also heard that that's even being investigated, by the way. But I'm so tired of these. You know, we heard in North Kingstown. You Look at that. You still have the defenders that come out with that naked fat test coach. It's pathetic. I, I freely admit I don't understand it. For all of the messages that were going into that game, did they tell the kids, and, and first and foremost, before anything else, you cannot bring drugs or alcohol with you to a game. Is that, what, do they look the other way? I don't know, and I don't want to know. I didn't see anything. Coach, the kids were drinking on the back of the bus. I was in the front of the bus. I don't even know. I don't want to know. Oh, there's the answer. What an embarrassment. Forfeited two games. Boy, there's really sending a message. Hmm. Let me guess, what, they have to do laps? Come on, we're all going to skate. What are we talking about here? If that, let me finish it with this. If that is common amongst high school players, I don't care what the sport is. I don't care if it is hockey or basketball or baseball or football, whatever. If you have, and it's also, it, it's, it's gender neutral here. Whether it's boys or girls, if there are students that are drinking in the locker room, in the locker room, after the game, when they're in an away game, if they win, that, that, that needs to stop. It's absolutely wrong. And, and whoever, whatever system you set up to prevent that from happening, it should happen. And then people go to the extreme. So you're saying what? The coach has to watch them? No, no one said the coach has to watch them dress. That's why you have captains. That's why you have leaders on the team. That's why you have seniors. If the seniors are doing it, then I question who's, where's the leadership on the team? I don't think that's asking too much. Again, let, let me be like crystal clear on this. The Portsmouth team returns from the game. They go out afterwards. They're drinking, they're posting things, that's on their parents. That's on them and their parents. But those coaches, that they're under your supervision. You take that on, for better or worse. Guess what? When the team won six to nothing and everyone was cheering, you get all the applause and the adulation. But when they're doing shots in the locker room, and taunting and saying blank you to the other team and mocking. 
the drunk driving message, that is just so bottom of the barrel. Like I said, I have heard if you're a Portsmouth parent, you have insight, feel free to contact me. I've heard from a couple, and the message I've heard was this wasn't the first time it happened. It was the first time they got caught doing it. But in the past, every time they win an away game, they do a shot, they post a message, they're all laughing about it on the bus. I'm not saying every player, by the way. I'm not saying every player. Folks, this portion of the program on this President's Day, I want to offer you a free consultation with our guy Tom Bryan Ameriprise Financial. For long-term, find out about long-term care coverage. Now, this could affect yourself. This could affect your spouse. This could affect your parents, an older relative. Ameriprise, Tom Bryan Financial, 401 434 1510. Offices located 400 Massoid Avenue in East Providence. Call today, set up a free consultation for over 125 years. Ameriprise Financial. They provide solid, sound financial advice. Call today, set up your free consultation. A lot of people think it's just all about retirement. It's not. They can help you, you know, go with someone who's trusted, who's qualified. Whatever it is, major purchase planning, education planning, education goals, Ameriprise Financial. Call today, free consultation. Again, and also learn more about that long-term care coverage, 401-434-1510. Offices located at 400 Massoyan Avenue in East Providence. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. This portion of our program, check out our website, depietro.com. Brought by the Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick, lunch, dinner, drinks, and lounge. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. On this anniversary, I almost feel compelled to say something about the Station Nightclub Fire. It is the 20th anniversary. I've talked about it in the past. That was a very, very painful two-week period of time. Very, very painful time in the state. Nothing good came out of it. And in traditional Rhode Island form, It was rife with corruption. More people should have gone to jail. I knew several of the people that died. I was invited by more than one person to go there that night. I had been out of town because the state had been hit by a snowstorm. I attended a wedding on a state, got stranded there. And so I just got back. I had been on the radio that day on WHJJ. I did not go that night. Um, Not that that was my type of music, but a friend of mine, it was his birthday. I saw him that day. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Come out, have a drink with me for my birthday. I can't. Been away all week. I was out of town, so I can't get a hall pass. And then I arrived there into the early morning hours. I've talked extensively about it. I'll say, listen, more people should have gone to jail. And everyone involved let all of those people involved down. It never should have happened. And then in the aftermath, it it was total insanity. Uh, The state completely overreacted. The fire laws now are not business friendly. It was used to put forth all this over-the-top business unfriendly regulations that came down to and I knew the whole story about I mean I've I've covered it so much great white Jack Russell New Year's Eve he was in a parking lot in San Diego they were doing a, a demonstration for him to show him the pyro um how that c- club was really an old restaurant, was designed totally wrong. It also came down to Rhode Island politics. The speaker at the time was from West Warwick, cut a deal that if you don't prosecute some of the people in the town, that he would endorse someone to be the chairman of the Democrat Party. There were so many bad deals that were cut. People that are still wounded. I've interviewed many of the survivors the weeks after that, it was just such a terrible time. Um, you know, I, I, I don't remember how many wakes I went to. 
You know, the person that I got to know and I saw the most at those wakes at the time was Congressman Patrick Kennedy. I would see him at at those wakes and we would stand in line together and talk quietly. He never cut the line. It was very, very difficult time. That whole weekend was surreal from Friday into Friday night into Saturday into Sunday and just the whole thing was a disaster. There were some heroes involved, but it was it was not you know anyone that people would know. Put it that way. Um, Governor Kachiri and his wife, the late Sue Kachiri, did their best to um, pull everyone together. There's a lot I could talk about with the station nightclub fire. We wouldn't actually even have time. In some ways, I know people say, it. oh, I can't believe it's been 20 years. In many ways, it has been. It does feel like it was 20 years ago. It was, um, boy, that was just a bad time. I also, well, I could go on and on. And don't forget, there was a a local... A local member of the media that was scheduled to go on a vacation that Saturday and still left and went on vacation. It was only, you know, 100 dead. It's, I'm just glad it didn't hurt them going down to spring training for the Red Sox. But anyhow, I'm not going to get into it. Um, how many people went to jail? Two should have been a lot more. More people should have been indicted. The jail fine, the term should have been much harder. That was a, a really difficult time. And then... I'm not going to say that that good came out. You know, nothing really good came out of that. I don't think so. I didn't see any. I didn't see any type of good that came out of it. I still remember being on the air that Saturday. I was on the air all day Friday, starting early Friday morning. I was calling in to Mike Montecalvo, who was who ran Imus in the morning, and then um, and then I was on the air till into the night and Arlene Violet was away so then I was actually even on with Mike Q I believe I think was filling in so I was on with him and I remember going to the site afterwards and it was you know they were going to CNN everyone was carrying the press conference live but that next Saturday or Sunday I don't remember Governor Kachiri no I think it was Saturday Governor Kachiri had been out of town and I had him on the radio that Saturday, and he asked dentists to check their voicemail because they were leaving messages. They were trying to get the dental records to identify a lot of the victims. And it was just such a terrible, terrible time. It was. And then that Saturday night in the pouring rain was that Dodarian press conference and and. Whew, um, it was a lot. It was a lot. But I, I'll say that the staff at the Cuisit Inn, they were real heroes. I, um, I, I, I just some of the people, especially the past couple of years, especially there, there was a terrible book that came out just a couple of years ago, filled with mistakes, really sloppy, all this nonsense. You know, uh, let the truth out and all this. I uh, it's so pathetic. Um, that guy is just, I mean, the whole thing. But anyhow, folks, I want to touch on Lively Experiment in just a moment. Folks, this portion of the, they've done a nice job with the, that it's a permanent memorial. They did a very nice job with the memorial. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Limitless Outdoors. Call them today, free quote, as this mild winter continues. It's fantastic. 401-580-1852. 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. What do they specialize in? Patios, walkways, steps, outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installation, excavation. Um, Limitless Outdoors. They can update your indoor fireplace. You could do an outdoor fire pit. Outdoor fireplace, outdoor kitchen, pizza oven, whatever it is. Their slogan is dream, build, enjoy. Call Chris today, free quote, 
limitless outdoors because folks it's truly limitless what they can do 401-580-1852 for limitless outdoors now i do want to touch on i get it that you know the all the anti-biden stuff that that was a big time move he went to ukraine i already saw marjorie taylor green you know the fake how dare he go on president's day what what are you talking you know there's times to just be quiet this just times to be quiet. We we need this is a cheap way, a very inexpensive way to defeat Russia. It is. Um, and so it, it, it's just this whole business that no matter what they come up with, that was a big time move to go. Russia and China are the enemies. Anything that can be done to strike back at them, I believe, is positive. And I'm not just saying that. Obviously, you know, I I feel a certain way about people that are willing to go into a war zone like that. But Putin needs to be stopped. Putin needs to. There's that great scene at 1252 if you haven't seen it but there's a great scene in the film the irishman with al pacino and joe pesci who's brilliant and um robert de niro plays frank whatever his name is and russell is you know like a mobster at the time and pacino is hoffa and if you if you've seen the film, you know what I'm going to say. But it's it's Joe Pesci who's playing Russell. They call him McGee. He's having breakfast with De Niro, and he's basically telling him that there's good news and bad news. This is how ruthless this whole thing is. The good news is you get to stay alive, you and your wife. But the bad news is you're going to go. We're going to put you on a plane from Port Clinton. You're going to fly into Detroit and you're going to kill Hoffa this afternoon. And then you're going to come back. But the good news is you get to live because I'm looking out for you. They wanted to, the, the underlying message is they were going to kill you, too. But they're having breakfast. <clears throat> and he said, listen, we, I had to put you into this thing. It was the only way. Now, he says to him, because I knew you would, you would have stopped it. But what he's really saying is, listen, they wanted to kill you. And I said, listen, we're going to let him live because I'll convince him he's going to kill Hoffa, Al Pacino. So, but as they're having breakfast... Robert De Niro, Frank, Joe Pesci's character is saying, I know how you feel. We tried everything to help this guy. I had to put you into this thing. It was the only way. But then here's the line. Either way, he's going. It is what it is. Either way, he's going. So here's the situation. Either you, you stay alive because you're going to do it. Think how brutal that is. <laughs> They're not killing him. You're going to kill him. But either way, he's going. But you're going to carry it out. Now, the Irishman, it's long, a little slow paced, but there's some great scenes in there. Highly, highly recommended. So my point is with Putin. It's either way he's going. He's got to. We have to rid the world of this madman. This is insanity what he's doing. We can't have this type of aggression. Wrong. So it is what people are slow to pick up on is we are. It is true. Yeah, we are. Not our troops. Not our troops. We're fighting Russia and we're using Ukraine's military and they're taking tremendous losses. And hopefully today, President Biden going there is going to perk them up a little bit. 
Give them the fighter jets they need. Give them whatever they need. But Zelensky's not going anywhere. And Biden's not going anywhere. It's not like they're resigned. They're they're not quitting. Ukraine, they are full-bledged. It is either way, he's going. We're, either way, we're taking out Putin. We, we, we can't have, look, look what China's doing. <laughs> Who wants to live that way? Wrong. No, they're not our allies. They, they want our demise. Who do you think still sells things and helps out North Korea? It's not us. No, Putin. Something is going to happen. We can't take him out, or we certainly can't make it look like we took him out. Either way, he's going. So we're going to provide Ukraine with fighter jets and aid and obviously intelligence because we could see what Russia was doing. We knew the invasion was coming because it's one, the the world is going to be a better place when that guy is no longer part of it. And then let's see how tough China is. Oh, yeah. You're going to go into Taiwan? No, you're not. No, you are not. So not you you both think because we have this older president, no doubt, who certainly has lost his fastball if he ever had one. And he's not Trump. He's not. And he's not DeSantis. He and the Afghanistan thing was was an embarrassment. But we're still the United States of America. And we still have the finest military in the world. We are still the envy of the world. And we still have the number one economy in the world. So, blank you. Okay? No, you're not going to just start taking European countries. <laughs> Wrong. Are we going to do it? No. No. We're putting Zelensky. Zelensky is Robert De Niro. I had to put you into this thing. But either way, he's going. Either way. Listen, here are your options. You're going to rally your army to fight and beat them, or we're going to sit back and he's going to kill you. So what's your choice? Good. We thought you'd want to fight back. Now we're talking. All right, folks, we have another full hour to go. I am going to still get to the sound that was on Lively Experiment and... Um, it, it's, I, I, I'm not as critical. Uh, we, we spoke about it last hour with Justin Katz. I'll play you the sound. What I just find appalling is if you're going to do a show and you're going to do a talk show and, and you're going to allow a guest or one of your other colleagues on the panel to say that Rhode Island police set out to hunt down and shoot and kill and take out black and brown people. If you're going to sit there and not say anything, I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't relate to it. It doesn't have to be an either or. I'm not saying you cut the person out. I'm not saying you get into a screaming argument. I'm just saying you lay out a defense and say, uh, respectfully, I disagree with that. Very much so. As a matter of fact, I find it very offensive. So I'm going to play you that sound as well. So we have a lot to get to. Folks, again, what we're going to do is we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Listen, the big news is President Biden went to Ukraine. And that's a major blank you to Putin and China for that matter. All right. um, Next hour is radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Or you can listen online at the website, dipetro.com. We're back on the other side. WNRI, Woonsocket, W260DC. WNRI.